Basically, uh, you just repeat the verse twice. Um, I'll read the English once and then our brother will read it in Chinese. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Uh, so we'll have ask our sister Angel to play it through once so you can get familiar with the tune. 那我们就请Angel姊妹弹一遍让我们熟悉这首诗歌的旋律。of my heart be acceptable in your sight my Redeemer and Lord let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight my Redeemer and Lord one more time let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Now, the Chinese version has actually a few less syllables. It's actually a little easier to sing, but maybe we should sing it through in Chinese. So, um, everybody, uh, so uh, if you can read the Chinese, uh, let's try to sing the Chinese, okay? One, two, three, four. Okay, both languages, okay? Let's try it a few times so we can remember. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. 
maybe we'll sing after we we share again. So can we turn to Psalm 19, verse 14? Can we turn to Psalm 19 and verse 14? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And then we turn to Proverbs 25. Proverbs 25 and verse 11. Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. 一句话说得合宜，就如新苹果在金王子里。Once uh, again, like apples of gold and settings of silver, is a word spoken in right circumstances。再读一遍，一句话说得合宜，就如新苹果在银王子里。Maybe we can bow with a word of prayer。我们低头有点祷告。Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you, we had the privilege to be at your table to remember you. Lord, we thank you for giving us another opportunity now to sit at your feet. Lord, may we be like Mary to be able to listen to you attentively. Lord, we ask that you speak to our hearts. Lord, that these words may become living. And could be life changing for us. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' precious name. So we know that the theme that we've been considering is this matter of sonship. And we know that this speaks on this matter of us growing up. It is not enough for us just to be babes in Christ. And God's eternal purpose is that we may grow up. As we look at Paul's epistles, we know that towards the end of his life, the last part of his life, he wrote a few letters to Timothy and to Titus. We can imagine that that was at the point that Paul was the most mature. Because it was also at that time that he said, I have fought the good fight. I have uh, kept the faith. So we know that Paul was leaving the world. And he was sharing some words from his heart. And especially to Timothy and Titus. And you know that, of course, during Paul's most mature part of his life, what he shared was his own experience. What his hope was that 
Timothy and Titus as they serve the church of God. That they would not just be ministers of the word. But they would be examples to others. So in some ways Paul was saying the fruit of your sonship. Or the testimony of that mature life in you. Should have some testimony. So it's very interesting. Because Paul really mentions this part repeatedly during these uh, epistles. So that's why in 1 Timothy 4:12 it says. But let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. First Timothy 4:12. But this morning we like to focus on this matter of speech. Now we know that Timothy was one who ministered the word of God. But especially because he was a minister of the word of God. Paul was telling Timothy. In your speech, you ought to be an example of those who believe. So brothers and sisters, to have proper speech to be able to speak in a manner that represents the Lord is evidence of a mature life so we know that um, whether we speak appropriately is evidence of how much the life of Christ is in us so there is a prayer of the psalmist here let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight and so brothers and sisters we certainly now understand we need to have appropriate speech and may we have this prayer that we may have that, that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in his sight. But what can we glean from the Bible to understand what is appropriate speech? So we read in Proverbs this verse that says, Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. So, uh, <coughs> so we know that apple is a fruit. So when we speak, the question is, do we are we are we providing life? Is there life that flows forth from our speech? But not only that, it says apples of gold. We know gold speaks of the nature of God. And then we see in the settings of silver. 
那这个银银银网里，Silver always speaks about salvation in the Bible。那银总是在圣经里就是讲到这个救恩，speaks of redemption，讲到这个救赎。So brothers and sisters，所以亲爱的姐妹，in our daily life，在我们日常生活当中，as we speak，当我们说话的时候，do people sense the life of Christ coming from our our words？那人们是否能够看到在有这个基督的生命从我们生命？Is it life-giving？那是否有私私私语的生命呢？Do we？ do others touch the life of Christ in our words? When we share words with our brothers and sisters, does it bring salvation to our brothers and sisters? So the unbelievers they can come to know the salvation. But to uh, believers, can it bring recovery? Uh, or is it that our words actually cause destruction? Or cause division? So brothers and sisters, what does it mean to have apples of gold and settings of silver? So is our words full of grace? So if you read the context of Psalm 19, you see a huge contrast. This is actually a prayer of, of David. He said, The heavens are telling of the glory of God. And their expanse is declaring the work of His hand. So we know God's creation tells of who God is. Day to day puts forth speech. And then. Um, uh, it goes on, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And then verse 10. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. So, brothers and sisters, we know the universe testifies of the Lord. We know that the word of God testifies of who he is. And we know that our Lord Jesus was that word that became flesh. And we beheld him. We beheld the glory of God. We beheld the glory of the only begotten from the from the God. Full of grace and truth. So we know our Lord Jesus spoke of God Himself. But we know that whenever the Lord spoke, people were restored. People were encouraged. People were healed. So, brothers and sisters, our Lord's words are like drippings of honeycomb. So, in this light, David had a prayer. He said, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my God, and my Redeemer. 
David's prayer was that yes, we know that God's word is sweeter than honey. But may my word be sweet as honey. May my word bring rejoicing. May my words bring grace to others. So this was David's prayer. So brothers and sisters, we start the word of God is like gold. But the question is, will our words also be like gold? Can it bring the life unto others? So there's a verse that's very interesting in Song of Solomon. Chapter 7 I had a senile moment I just forgot where Song of Solomon Sorry Don't change it Okay Song of Solomon chapter 7 and verse 8. There's a phrase at the last part of the verse. It said, And the fragrance of your breath like apples. So, brothers, there's a very interesting phrase. That the fragrance of your breath is like apples. Now, um, you know, so, some people have bad breath. And it's not always pleasant if you're talking to that person. But sometimes you, you shouldn't blame that person. Because bad breath is usually, there's a, a deeper underlying problem. Well, obviously, people should brush their teeth, right? But sometimes, you may have a bad breath, not because you have bad teeth. But actually, a lot of times, you have bad breath because you, this issue is going on with your stomach. And, um, and what scientists have told us, or, sci- or biologists have told us, a lot of times when people have bad breath, it's because they have this bacteria H. pylori in their stomachs. Actually, 50% of the world's population have this uh, organism. So, because this H. pylori is dwelling in the stomachs, and then as it absorbs the nutrients from your stomach. And then it breaks it down into waste. So the breath that you smell that comes out is from the waste. Actually, this H. pylori bacteria is actually pretty bad. If untreated, you will have um, uh, acid reflux. Not only that, H. pylori is known to cause stomach cancer. So brothers and sisters, the point is, the bad breath 
is a result of something that's going on within. And how do you take care of that bad breath? You have to take antibiotics. So if you have stomach problems, and if your family members tell you you have a bad breath, Bad breath is a result of something that's wrong with us inside. So then we come to one time the Lord was talking to the Jews. And and then they were saying, "Well, why why don't your your disciples wash their hands before they eat?" And then so in Mark chapter 7. So in Mark Mark and verse 18. He said to them, "Are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him?" Because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he was saying, That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of man proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting, and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. So brothers and sisters, it is what's within that comes out without. What we speak is a reflection of what's inside. So brothers and sisters, our Lord was the one that told us. There's something wrong within. So that's why what you speak forth is negativity. It's complaining. It's saying this brother is so so such and such. This sister is such and such. Oh, that brother, he can't he speaks for so long. Oh, that sister prays so long. Oh, that brother is so mean. So brothers and sisters, what within comes out? So the question we ask ourselves. Do we have bad breath? So is it that what we share is others can smell what's within? We see this wonderful picture in the Song of Songs. The fragrance of your breath is like apples. 
就是有一切的问题。Covering,呃,这个,假,假期,sensuality,这个,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,营,
He has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. 那他就啊触碰到你的你你你的嘴唇，你的罪就得着赦免。So brothers and sisters, 所以亲爱的弟兄 ，We know we have unclean lips. 我们知道有不洁净的这个嘴唇。But have we allowed the Holy Spirit to take the coal and separate us? 那我们是否让这个圣灵拿这个碳来让我们分别出来呢 ？To purify us. 来洁净我们呢 ？To change us. 来改变我们呢 ？So. That's the question. So, 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 So we know last time we we shared on this matter of shepherding. 那我们记得我们上次讲到这个就是喂呃就是牧养的这件事。We know that as a sign of our growth is that we not just worry about ourselves. 那我们要成长的话，我们不只是在这在就是我们就只要注意我们自己。But we also are concerned with each other. 那我们也要关乎到他人是如何。That we may shepherd one another. 让我们能够呃彼此能够牧养。So when brothers and sisters encounter difficulty， 所以当弟兄姐妹们有有这个难处的时候 ，we we have to encourage them。我们要激励他们。But the problem is this。那问题是 ，we sometimes are very emboldened。那有的时候我们就是我们就是好像很有胆量一样。Oh, recently we've been sharing on shepherding。那我们最近是讲到这个牧养这件事。So we have to shepherd。那所以我们要牧养。Okay, let me see. Does anybody have any problems? 那我们来问一下，说是否有人有有什么问题呢 ？Okay, uh, we ask, uh, Sister Mina or Sister Brother Siming, oh, who has problems? 那我们就问这个米娜姊妹或者说思敏弟兄，说谁有什么问题呢 ？Okay, I'll I'll go with you and I'll help them. 那我去帮助他们，我来我来帮助他们。Um, and uh, so and then what you do is you show up. 那你所想做的就是你就。And then you find out about the circumstance. You 就发现到他们之前的情形是如何 And then you say, "Oh, you should do this. You should do that. You should do that." 你就说你当做这个做那个或做那个 The question is, 那问题是 Have you really helped our brothers and sisters? 你是否真的有帮助到这些弟兄姐妹 Or actually made the situation worse? 还是你把这件事情变得更糟了 So, one of the lessons I learned as a husband. 那我学到一个功课，作为丈夫。A bit of time to learn that lesson. 那花了一点时间才能够学到这个功课。So, uh, uh, you know, obviously, as 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 part of life, you know, husband and wife share things with each other. 那你这个你做夫妻丈夫妻的，你是会分享到一些事情。So, you know, my wife would would tell me things that happen during her day, or or some some uh things that are happening with. Brothers and sisters, or friends, whatever. 那我的姊妹就会在会跟我说，在她那一天所发生的事情，或者在弟兄姐妹他们所分享的所发生的一些事情。And I remember, especially during the early part of our marriage. 那我记得在我们这个结婚的呃刚开始的时候，刚结婚的时候。Because generally, as as men, we like to be problem solvers. 那我们做男人呢，我们喜欢解决问题。So if there's a problem, 所以如果有什么问题的话 ，I will solve it. 我就想要解决这个问题。If the light bulb is broken, I'll go fix it. 那如果这个灯泡坏的话，我就换掉。If there's a leak, I'll go fix it. 那如果是漏水的话，就去修。So as I heard about my wife's problems, 当我听到她的问题的时候 ，like oh, I'm gonna go fix those problems. 我来解决这些问题。Well, wrong. 那这不对。You don't want to do that. 你不想解决这些问题。Because I came to find out. 我后来发现到 
the main thing that she was looking for was someone to listen to her. Someone drew analogies like a bucket. There's a lot of things that they want to dump. All you do is just serve as a bucket. Serve as an understanding bucket. And she's not looking for you to solve her problem. It wasn't until one day she said, I'm not looking for you to solve my problem. I just want you to listen to me. So brothers and sisters, um, a brother once said this, for us to learn how to speak for the Lord, we have to first learn how to not speak for the Lord. So the main point of this, brothers and sisters, is do we allow the Holy Spirit to control our tongue? Do we pray before we shepherd one another? So, so right like like we think we know what to speak, how to speak. Well, that's what Peter thought as well. And you know, Peter spoke a lot of wrong things. And the Lord had to deal heavily with Peter before he was able to speak rightly for the Lord. Remember, um, the Peter actually denied the Lord three times. And then it was a difficult lesson that he had to learn. And the Lord, because he denied him three times, had to restore him three times. So he asked Peter, Do you love me three times? So Peter had to go through the work of the cross. So that on the day of Pentecost, he could speak for the Lord. And then 3,000 could be saved. 5,000 could be saved. But the brothers and sisters, Peter learned a deep lesson. The question is this Have we learned this lesson of submitting our tongues and our speech to the Lord? So, um, you know, last year when my, my father went to be with the Lord, very naturally, you have a natural period of sadness. And then there was one sister that called uh, Angel. And, uh, and you know, and, and she was asking Angel how she was doing. And Angel said, Well, you know, it, you know, it, it's it, it's a sad time for us now. And the sister said, Why are you sad? He's in a better place. And uh, you know, uh, he's been set free. 
the brothers and sisters. At that time, uh, what angel needed was comforting. Of course, in our heads, we all know that we all go to a better place. But at that time, what she really needed was comforting words from brothers and sisters. So, brothers and sisters, the sister may have thought she was helping. But as a matter of fact, actually had the reverse effect. So next time that sister calls, you know, I, if I were me, I probably won't pick up the phone, right? That's no right? But, but you see, to say the right words in the right circumstances requires us to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. What is the word that is appropriate for that time? So that we may bring life. And um, there's no better illustration of this than the story of Job. Now we know that um, Job was a righteous man. But um, because Satan challenged God, uh, God allowed Job to go through difficult circumstances. And Job had three so-called friends that really knew him. And they came so that they could help their friend Job. And but you know what happened. So one friend uh one friend which was uh Bildad. I'm sorry, uh Eliphaz. He said, so the the spirit of what he said is God punishes those who do bad. So he went on and on and on and on. And then build that. Chapter 8. God rewards those who do good. So he went on and on and on and on. Same thing with Zophar. But anyway, they were here to help their friend Job. And you know, Job has 42 chapters. Really thick. A lot of words were spoken. A lot of words of encouragement. And and um of course Job spoke a lot himself too. But at one point Job was like, Are you my friends? He didn't say that, but you know, he I'm paraphrasing. Are you my friends? I know everything you're saying. But you're not assessing the situation, right? You're not making me feel better. You're not making me feel better. You're not making me feel better. 
and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves, and my servant Job will pray for you. For I will accept him so that I may not do with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So brothers and sisters, sometimes we think, oh, I'm shepherding brothers and sisters. I'm helping brothers and sisters. But are we really helping? Have we really rightly assessed the situation that brothers and sisters are going through? Or are we actually saying quite doing quite the opposite? So brothers and sisters, so may the words of our mouth be acceptable in his sight. But may our words also be an encouragement to those around us. So sometimes we make out taking up the cross and following the Lord as some big thing. We think it's oh I need to uh get sick or I need to get into a car accident. But brothers and sisters, the Lord said take up your cross daily. It's very simple. It's in the small things. Have we allowed the cross to deal with our mouths? Deal with our speech. When we speak, we bless others. Or are we in some ways cursing others? Are we boasting? Are we using our words as spears? that pierce into the hearts of brothers and sisters. So that's the question. So, um, brothers and sisters, um, even very practically, when we come to open sharing, do we pray before we stand up and share? Maybe we feel we can really help brothers and sisters. But the question, have you asked the Lord? Is it because you can speak, that's why you speak? Or do you speak because the Lord asked you to speak? So have we learned this lesson of the cross in this matter of speech? So at home, when we are having a discussion with our spouses, sometimes the discussion, there's some disagreement. And sometimes it escalates. But have you heard the Holy Spirit say, Stop? Don't say anything else. Or do we say, I'm going to continue? She made me feel bad so I can't sleep. I'll say something back so she can't sleep for a whole week. 
That's our natural reaction. But have we allowed the Holy Spirit to deal with our speech? Have we learned how to not speak for the Lord? Then maybe the Lord can start using us to speak for Him. So in James chapter 3, he also talks about this. So it's very interesting. James is a very practical person. So he uses some very simple examples to help us understand. So, Chapter 1, 3, verse 1. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also, though they are so great and are driven by strong words, are still directed by a very small rudder, when wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on by fire uh, on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does the fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree by brethren, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. 
我的弟兄们无花果，树能生出橄榄树吗？橄葡萄树能结出无花果吗？咸水里也不能发出甜水来。So brothers and sisters，James makes it so clear。那雅各让我们很清楚的看见。He almost as if he expounds on what the Lord said earlier in Mark。那好像就是他特别是继续讲到马格马马可福音所提到。He said we can tame every animal。but we cannot bridle our tongue. We can, we can learn how to control a horse, but we cannot control our own tongue. It's so small, but it boasts of great things. And it actually can set a whole forest on fire. So when I was in high school, so there was this girl I liked. So one time these two girls came to me and said, Hey, we're going to the department store. Do you guys want do you want to come along? I said, Wow, that's great. So so then, but the problem is, they said, can you call Victor, who was my other friend? And we'll all go together. So the problem was, my friend Victor was playing tennis with my other friend John. So I was like, oh, I have to find a way to get Victor to stop playing tennis. So I said, oh, I... I'll say something happened at his house. And then his mom needs him. So I remember shouting at the tennis court saying, Victor! Victor. You have to go home. Anyway, and then when Victor came, I said, well, that was just a lie. I said, we get to go out with the two girls. So, so we, we, we went. So we uh, it was I don't even remember what, what happened, but it was it was it was I assume it was it was fun. But my friend John found out. But actually lied to him. I lied to everybody. So that I could take Victor away. So ruin his tennis game. So that was not the worst thing in the Because John wouldn't talk to me for like two years. So because of what I said, I lost a friend for life. It was only until I was about to, this was in Taiwan, when I was just about to leave Taiwan. The last day, he was willing to say speak a few words with me. But brothers and sisters, I certainly set a forest on fire. But brothers and sisters, how many forest fires have we set with other brothers and sisters? How often we hear that brothers and sisters are hurt by one another? And maybe for weeks they don't talk. Or even years. Brothers and sisters. What kind of fire are we setting with our tongue? Because here it says the very world of iniquity. 
And the Lord said it defiles the whole body. So brothers and sisters, the tongue is so small. But that huge shift is 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 controlled by the little rudder. But the question is this. So well, James says, no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. So brothers and sisters, the the message this morning is very simple. This very small thing, actually it's a very critical thing. Because um, James actually says that if you're able to bridle your tongue, you're able to bridle your whole body. Now we know Romans 12:1 says we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. How can we be used by the Lord? We first have to learn how do we speak or not speak for the Lord. Because it controls everything. So brothers and sisters, a very simple lesson, but a very critical lesson. Have we learned that lesson? Um, uh, so brothers and sisters, when when here it talks about from the same mouth, we bless the Lord. But then at the, but with the same mouth we can curse men. So there's a, a good test. So this morning we worship the Lord. At the Lord's table. As you go home. On the subway. Or in your cars. What will you do if someone cuts you off? Or what if someone bumps into you on the subway? What is your response? So very practical. Um, uh, and then just um, one, one, one more thing I wanted to share. Uh, in First Timothy, uh, chapter three. In First Timothy, chapter three, verse eleven. Women must likewise be dignified. Not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. Actually, in the original, there is no deaconess. In Chinese, it says deaconesses, but in the original, it's women. Yes. And then, um, so I don't want to just pick on the women or the sisters. But Paul also says this about brothers. Second Timothy chapter three. And verse one. Oh sorry. Uh, yes. Um, but realize this that in last Times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, brutal haters of good, 
门徒说，但主耶稣问门徒说，人说我是谁？是什么？And of course Peter said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God."那彼得就说，你是基督，那永生活的神的儿子。And then the Lord had wonderful praise that you are Peter upon this rock I will build my church.那我们的主就对彼得说，你是彼得，你在这磐石上，我要建造这我的教会。So this wonderful revelation.所以这么奇妙的一个启示。But later when the Lord said, "I'm going to the cross,所以他之后说他要上十字架的时候，Peter said, "No way, Lord."那彼得说。what did the Lord tell Peter? He said, Get thee behind me, Satan. He did not say, Get thee behind me, you that look like Satan. He said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Because you are not minding, mindful of the things of God. So, brothers and sisters, Paul uses this word. I don't think it's by accident. When we are gossiping, we are like the devil. Little devils. So our Lord made it very clear. Um, and um, when the Lord was talking, uh, speaking to the Jews, um, uh, he said, uh, John chapter eight. That's it. You have to read the Bible. Verse forty-four. You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. 你们你们是出于你们的父魔鬼，你们父的私欲，你们偏要行，从他从起初是杀人的，不守真理，因为他心里没有真理，他说谎是出于自己，因他本来是说谎的，也是说谎之人的父。So brothers and sisters. And then the Lord says, "But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me." So we know that when the devil speaks, he always lies. So brothers and sisters, if we do not speak accurately, if we speak slanderously, incorrectly, so the Lord already said, "You." Do the desires of your father, the devil. So, brothers and sisters, we should take this matter seriously before the Lord. So, let us learn this lesson. How do we speak appropriately? On a daily basis. How can the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart acceptable in His sight. At one point, I was thinking, "Wow, I'm just really going to share on this matter of speaking." So I said, "Well, maybe I'll just cut out that middle part of the verse and just focus on the first part." But it wasn't until I continued to meditate on the Lord's word. these go hand in hand. Because what we meditate in our heart is often what we actually speak out. 
当我在心里面默想的事情是我们所说出来的。So the prayer of David was this。May the word of my mouth。等于我的心里的话。And the meditation of my heart。我心里的意念。Be acceptable in your sight。在你面前蒙愿呢。Every day。每一天。May we learn this lesson。whatever we say。无论我们说什么话。Whatever we think about。无论我们所想的。Be pleasing in his sight。在他眼前是。And。When we speak。it's like apples of gold. In the settings of silver. It brings life to others. It edifies. It builds up. That then it's a sign that our life is growing. And there is maturity. So brothers and sisters, I don't know if you ever noticed but if you ever spent time with Brother Kong, he's a man of very few words. But when he stands on the pulpit, and when he shares, there is life. There is revelation. There is life transforming words. So can we all learn this lesson? Can we learn not to speak for the Lord? Can we learn to speak rightly? Or is it that when we speak there is bad breath? Or is it that our breath is a breath like apples? Or is it like the honey dripping? Brothers and sisters, very easily, bitterness comes out of our hearts. Negativity comes from our hearts. You know what's all inside. But brothers and sisters, we allow that to be dealt by the cross. Now, Brother Ni once said, it takes 20 years for us to learn how to speak for the Lord. So, may we start this lesson early. So that one day we may really be used by the Lord. So that we may be able to speak accurately for Him. We may really be able to shepherd one another. Not be like Job's friends, but to speak the word appropriately so that the church may be edified. Maybe we could sing that song again. Maybe sing it a few times and so that we can remember it. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. One more time. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and Lord. Maybe we can have a few prayers uh, to end our meeting.